Greetings. Greetings to all who have gathered here today. This is a special day. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, fathers. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. And oh yes, we're so happy that you have joined our worship. Now we're going to gather around and we're going to prepare our spirits, our soul, and our hearts to hear a word from the Lord. I want you to have your Bibles. I want you to put a smile on your face. Let's begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The words will appear, so let, let us all join with our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. And we're going to sing praises to the Lord our God, because when praises go up, blessings come down. Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 4 of verses 35 through 41. Mark chapter 4 verses 35 through 41. And listen now for the word of the Lord. On that day when evening had come he said to them let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. 
And they woke him up and said to him, teacher, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he woke up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now won't you pray with and for me? O oh Lord, as I stand before your people, Please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Let everybody say, Amen. Our sermon topic for today is faith that can conquer. Faith that can conquer. Our scripture lesson starts out with the words, on that day. That day was the day that Jesus had been teaching his disciples the word. They were learning about the meaning of the kingdom of God. Uh, the lesson was over, and now, and now he would give them a practical test to see just how much they had really learned. You know, after all, the hearing of God's word is intended to produce faith. Romans 10 and 17 says, So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of God. So when we come to worship, we come to listen to the word preached and increase our faith in God Almighty. Increase our belief that, that God is able to take care of us. But, but the thing about faith now is that faith is always tested. Oh, it's not enough for us to merely to learn a lesson or to be able to repeat a teaching. We must be able to put that learning into practice. We must be able to inhale that lesson into our hearts, our souls, and our spirit. We must learn how to live by faith in God. And for that to happen, God permits trials to come into our lives. So, Jesus set the stage for the test. He set it using the weather. Through a storm, a test of faith would be administered to his disciples. He took the disciples on a little boat ride now. The boat was a very familiar thing for them because they were fishermen. There was nothing they didn't know about a boat and about the sea. Beloved, sometimes Jesus will set up our test in the very familiar places with very familiar circumstances and very familiar people. Oh, you might expect your test to come through somebody you've not known that long, but your test may come from the very person you nursed from your very breast, took in to the baseball games, spent your money on, took to the doctor, took to school. Our test may come from people who've been in the church all their lives, people who smiled at you and pretended to be your friend. 
Tests come in familiar situations, and that's why they are so hard to take. Jesus went through a test with the disciples who had been with him through thick and thin, and when one betrayed him and another denied him. Tests come in familiar places and from familiar people. Amen. Jesus chose the Sea of Galilee for the test. You know, when I visited the Sea of Galilee on my trip to the Holy Land, the tour guide was sharing with us that the Sea of Galilee has a reputation for having sudden violent storms, storms that can cause a lot of damage. And our scripture attests to that fact. The Bible says, while the disciples were on a boat doing what they did best, a great windstorm arose and, and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. And the disciples were frightened. They were scared. The storm described here, the storm, it must have been especially fierce if it frightened experienced fishermen like the disciples. But even though they found themselves in a storm, oh yeah, in a storm, because the storms of life were raging, beloved. Uh, they, they, they were at least three good reasons why none of the men in the ship should have been disturbed. They shouldn't have been disturbed even though the situation was bad. Remember now, this is a test of faith. First, beloved, they should not have been so frightened if they had just remembered the words that had come out of the mouth of Jesus. Jesus had promised, he promised that they were going to the other side. He said, and I quote, let us go across to the other side. Now, if Jesus said, let us go across to the other side, that's what was going to happen. They were, they were going across to the other side. You must know that what Jesus says he means. What Jesus says he'll do, he'll do it. What Jesus says will happen, will happen. The disciples had forgotten what Jesus said. Oh, maybe they just not believe what he said. You know, back then he spoke to his disciples in person. Now he speaks to us from his word. And when he says, I will be with you always, believe what he says. When he says, do not fret or have anxiety over anything. Believe what he says. When he says he'll give us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Believe what he says. Oh, when Jesus says that he is on our side, we need to believe what Jesus says. Say to yourself, if Jesus said it, I believe it. But listen, First, Jesus told the disciples that he would take them across to the other side, but he did not promise them an easy trip. He didn't, he didn't give them a time frame, but he did promise a guaranteed arrival at their destination. Let me repeat that. Let me repeat that. Yes, the Lord said he would prosper you. Yes, the Lord said by his stripes you are healed, but that's in his own time and in his own way. And so we need to just keep pushing, keep pushing, praying until something happens, keep pushing. Because if Jesus said it, that that's enough. So first, 
They were in fear because they didn't believe what Jesus said. And secondly, the question is this. Why were they so frightened? Why were they so scared? Jesus was on the boat with them, so what was that affair? They had already seen his power demonstrated in his miracles. Oh, they should have had complete and total confidence and faith that he would handle any situation. You know, when the storm came up, somebody should have said, oh man, don't be scared. Don't be scared. The Lord is on the boat with us. Love it. That's just what we do sometimes, isn't it? God had brought us through situations that we thought we could not get out of. He's, he's helped us. He's helped us. He's helped us through some tough times. He saved us. Saved us how many times from dangers seen and unseen. And yet, and yet, when we get in a storm, we start to freak out because we forget what we have already seen. And you know what? We forget that Jesus is in the storm with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Tell somebody, don't forget. You know what? After all of the miracles Jesus has worked in our lives, you know what he did for your husband? You remember when he turned your children around? You saw him heal your neighbor? You witnessed this miracle. You witnessed his miracles Day in and day out, but we still don't believe that the Lord will make a way somehow. Oh, we don't really believe that Jesus is the master of every situation, the winner of every war, the champion of every game. There is nothing too hard for him. With Jesus, all things are possible. We need to live with faith, remembering that. Faith, faith. Finally, they could see that Jesus was perfectly at peace, even in the midst of the storm. And that fact alone, that fact alone, you know what, that should have encouraged them. So instead of looking at each other, they should have been watching Jesus. Even when Listening to people around us, we also need to be remembering the word of God and knowing that Jesus will never leave us or forsake us. Jesus will never give us more than we can bear, even when it feels like it. Beloved, Jesus is just such a wonderful example. To follow. Jesus was in God's will and he knew that the Father would take care of him. So he took a nap. Mm -hmm. He went to sleep. He went to sleep while the storm was raging. He was asleep with the storm, tearing things up. Ah, there was a loud banging, strong winds rocking in the boat, and Jesus, Jesus went to sleep. Jesus slept in the storm because he was truly secure in his Father's will. Oh, have mercy, Jesus. Jesus repeated Psalm chapter 4, verse 8. He repeated it by saying, 
I will both lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, God. You alone, Lord, make me lie down in safety. <laughs> so Jesus, he took a nap while the storm was raging. People screaming, boat rocking, water coming in, rain pouring down, boat nearly turned over, nearly capsized, and Jesus went to sleep. Not after the storm, not in the eye of the hurricane, but in the midst of the storm. While the storm was raging, Jesus went to sleep. <sighs> Beloved, the next time we get ourselves in a situation that we feel is killing us, instead of crying our hearts out, go sleep. Next time our family, our people on the job of life in general is just driving us up to Omar, go home, run some bath water and soak in it. Then put on your pajamas and turn on the YouTube scripture reading for sleep and go sleep when your bills are due and you have spent all of your money on the kids. Don't worry. Don't worry yourself to death. Say your prayers. Put on the stereo with the gospel CD. Turn the lights off. Go to the music store. Go to the music on, the, on your telephone and go to sleep. And fathers, remember on this Father's Day, get your needed sleep. During the storms of life, Go to sleep, child of God. And when you wake up, you'll be so refreshed that you will remember that Jesus was with you all the time. Somebody on the boat remembered. And then somebody said, I don't know what y'all gonna do next, but I can't take this anymore. I'm gonna take it to Jesus. Somebody else said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's take it to Jesus. Take it to Jesus. And so they headed down to the stern. The storm was still raging. Wind howling, water pounding, boat tipping, waves rising. The storm was raging. And Jesus was asleep. Child of God, child of God. You, you might be thinking, what in the world could have awakened Jesus if all this chaos from the storm didn't wake him up? Well, I'm so glad you need to know because I came to tell you what woke Jesus out of his sleep. Oh, yes, I did. Get this, get this. When Jesus heard his children, good God, calling out his name, now that action, that noise woke him up. The wind didn't wake him up. The water didn't wake him up. The waves did not stir him. The rain didn't move him. The lightning and the thunder didn't disturb his sleep. Oh, oh, oh. But hearing his children call out to him, calling out his name. Now that, that woke him up. Somebody ought to say amen. Oh, beloved, remember now that whenever we call his name, Jesus gets up. Because there's power in his name. And they came straight to the point. Lord, don't you care that we are perishing? Uh, oh, whenever we cry out to him, he does something every time. And check this out. They failed the test by tripping out and losing it. But he didn't scold them when they ran into the room because 
He could see their fear and their genuine pain. They called out to him. They went into his presence and Jesus got up. Jesus heard his name and Jesus woke up and he rebuked the storm and immediately there was a great calm. Oh, I can see my daddy getting up when I call daddy's name. Jesus rebuked the storm by saying, peace, peace storm, be still. Nobody liked Jesus. And it was after Jesus had calmed the sea, after he had control of the situation, that he was, it was then that he asked them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Faith is the assurance of what you hope for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Oh, my dearly beloved, don't run away. Or ignore your feelings. They're real. What is it that you're afraid of today? What is it that's just tugging at your heart? What is it that you're worried about? What, what, what is it that keeps you up at night? What is it that you have given up on, beloved? What is it that you're tired of? What is it? What is it that you doubt? What is it? Please listen. You see, it was after Jesus said, Peace, storm, be still, that he questioned them. Because the Lord wants us to get a grip. Calm down. Dry, weeping eyes. Stand up straight and listen to Jesus speak to our hearts. Be still and know. Beloved, Jesus knew that the greatest danger to them was not the winds and the waves. It was the unbelief in their hearts. You see, the winds and the waves are sure to come. The Bible says, in this world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer because I, the Lord, I have overcome the world. Oh, saints of God, please hear me today. Our greatest problems are within us, not around us. It's not the storms of life that happen around us, but it's how we as a Christian respond to the storms of life from within. And that's why Jesus gently rebuked them and called them men of little faith. Our greatest enemy is our lack of faith in God. So we need to ask ourselves, what is it in me that keeps me from, from fighting the good fight, going all the way and never, ever giving up? What is it? Well, here's the answer. Here's the answer. It is when we forget for a minute or a second. We forget the power of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. It is when we forget his promises. It is when we forget who our Heavenly Father really is. It's when we have not responded to the Holy Spirit's power within us that we trip out every time trouble comes. You see, child of God, having faith in God is being sure of some things. Faith in God knows that there is no problem. Jesus cannot stop. There is nothing thing that we can go through in this life that Jesus will not respond to when we call out his name. Jesus, Jesus. We must believe that he is standing ready to run to our rescue because there's power in his name. 
Ah, oh, my beloved, today and forevermore, we need a faith in God that is supplied by the Holy Spirit and indwells and connects with the Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit will empower us with a faith that can conquer anything. One of my favorite songs is, We Need a Faith That Can Conquer Anything. The words say, I have the faith to see the invisible expect the incredible receive the impossible faith that can conquer anything faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence Listen to this powerful song. And you be blessed. And keep the faith. I have the faith. That sees the invisible, expects the incredible, receives the impossible faith that can conquer anything. Faith to reach the unreachable, faith to find. Unbeatable faith to remove the unmovable faith that stands the incredible faith that can conquer any anything. Faith to fight the unbeatable. Child of God, I pray that this word and the ministry of music all from the Lord has blessed you. I hope that you're feeling something inside of your spirit that will renew you, that will convince you that there is nobody like Jesus. That will remind you to keep the faith. And so I invite you to join the church. I invite you to fill out the form on our, on our website. I invite you to give. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. And also I hope that in this new day and time, you'll say amen to this service by hitting the thumbs up button and subscribe. And, and remember this. Speak.
spread the word of God by sharing this video. And now to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, you, you keep the faith. To reach the unreachable faith. To fight the unbeatable faith. To remove the unmovable faith. That stands the Faith to remove the unmovable.